It should be our time for a survivor pick brought to you by DirecTV's NFL Sunday Ticket. Yeah, but you did a stupid thing over the last week, and you picked the Carolina Panthers or Seattle Seahawks or whoever you did. So now you let us all down. Um, Carolina Panthers 0-5 on the road traveling across the country to Seattle. Should not have been a loss. <laughs> no, Let's be honest. You, you got right? screwed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Definitely got screwed. Welcome to the NFL, though, in 2022. Has this not, and maybe because now we have legalized gambling in the state of Kansas, but I feel like this year may be as hard as any year I can remember at just picking games. I mean, just look at the survivor pool itself. We were all out by week three. Not all. A lot of us (laughs) were. A lot of it. Like, how many people truly made it to to Halloween? We lost. Half of the six ten survivor pool, I think, in like week three or and week four. Yeah, it was the first month of the season. Everybody yeah. was out. Where there was one especially bad Sunday, where like yeah, they call that bloody Sunday. Half the field went goodbye. Yeah, Bono sang about it, and still so, hasn't found what he was looking for. So I have persevered through this whole thing. I've taken strikes now in back to back weeks. So I was trying to pay you a compliment. It's hard to pick the league this year. Oh, thank and you. And so thank when you. you're doing your research and they're 0 and 5 on the road and they're a team that the coach admitted to tanking this week and all that kind of stuff, yeah, you probably made the yeah, right, yeah. sane decision. So Seattle's week and they blew it. But it just goes to show you how hard this league is to pick this year. Yeah. I mean, this league is as even as it gets across the board with the exception of the Chiefs. So what has happened is we have reached the end of Survivor. Okay. Both Alex and I have two strikes. Alex took Vegas on Thursday night, got his second strike. I took Seattle on Sunday, got our second strike. And the question was, what happens? Like, if you're playing with your buddies in a pool, you probably reach the stage where you decide, are we going to split the money, or are we just going to, this? it's a buy and we keep going. Or do we Rochambeau for it? Right? Yeah. That's probably what you're doing with, with, with your buddies. But we have official rules, and they're posted at 610sports.com for this contest, right? So they had to go back to the rules, and what has happened is now Survivor is over. Good news, bad news, okay? The good news is anybody who picked me before the season started or Alex before the season started are all going to be in the pool to win the 1500 bucks. I do feel in a way I've let the people who pick me down. You let your people down. I let my yeah, people down did. because now we've allowed Alex's people to also come in. Hang on a second. And I'm, have a chance to share in this $1,500. i am being told in my ear by our producer, nobody picked Alex. <laughs> so it's all your people. I don't know if picked me either. But win. so the good news is if you picked either Alex or I, you're in the pool together and someone's going to win $1,500. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Who's going to pick? I don't know what the rules How are. How does that there. happen? I, I, I literally only asked the rules. And then Speck went back and did the the rules stuff. He's in charge of the rules. Right. And I just said, what happens? Are we picking again or are we done? And he said, no, you're done. Co-champions. Right. So. So who gets the trophy? Do you have to like rotate it every other Thursday? I have channeled. I told I told Alex this yesterday when I when I joined them. I've channeled, channeled my uh, inner Bill self. Mm-hmm. And I said, nobody likes Sharon. That's right. But at some point then they had to share the Big 12 title. They didn't like it. Mm-hmm. They weren't happy about it, but the streak did continue in the midst of sharing. A title. How many Sharon titles did they have? I don't know, a couple, right? Right. I would think. Yeah. And so I will declare myself back to back survivor champion, which you are. Yeah. Albeit there's correct. a, there's a co with yeah. Alex this year. You're the only one we so, recognize yeah. back to back. You were the champion so last year. My older. Own, I will print my own t-shirt. <laughs> Alex will print his own t-shirt. 
technically co-champions of Survivor, but I have now gone back to back. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Going for a three-peat next year. And then that then uh shouldn't you be three. shouldn't you be hosting all the betting shows then and giving <laughs> right. people advice? I mean, you're dominating this yeah. thing. I, two fundamental mistakes though I made late. I'll be honest with you. I You got cocky. Last year I just I just just played the field. Just played it was like golf. Just posted my score, posted my score, posted my score. But this year it was harder to do. Two that. weeks ago, I, I played with my heart, not smart, usually in Survivor. But I let it on the line. Chiefs were going to Cincinnati and winning. We were talking so much blank that whole week. Yeah. I'm like, I got to do it. Got to do it. I feel good about that. And pick. I appreciate you I doing that. I feel good that. about that. Pick. I'm like, Chiefs. That was a pick for me more Chiefs. than it was a pick for you. And then they and then they they burned it. This past week, it was like, yeah, you're starting to kind of run out of good teams at this point of the season in mm, Survivor yeah, 2. Yeah. You know, I didn't play the, hey, let me get by with the commanders this week card or anything. They were awful this I, week. I kind of picked good teams I thought every week that could win. And then this week I'm like, well, I got to use Seattle. Seattle's a good team. And then I actually looked into it and I wish I hadn't done the entire season. Oh, you did too much research. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're zero and five on the road. Yeah. You should going across the country. I'm doing, I'm doing this rationalization as to why Seattle. Yeah. You should have been Carol in sales and just picked a team because of their colors, man. You would have been so, a lot better off. And then, then I also had for the first time I, I listed every team I had left and was doing the backwards math of all this of seeing who I would use in future weeks. And I'm going, Oh man, I, I think I got a little overthought at the end. You got like beautiful mind on this thing oh. and drawing stuff all over the yeah. blackboard. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So how do we feel? I don't like sharing. Yeah, I don't either. I'm I understand not, what Bill Self is. I don't, you don't like sharing. So why don't you challenge Alex the rest of the way just for bragging, for bragging rights. rights? Okay. That could be the case. Why don't we do that? Since we didn't tell him we're going to do that. Who's your pick okay, this week? My pick this week. This is another crappy week, by yeah. the way, in week 15. So Here let Alex up. know, B-Dub, that this is happening mm-hmm. right now. Okay, week 15. I don't like week 15, by the way. It's always a bad week in the NFL. And again, you have to... It means we're getting closer you, to the end of the season. If you pick teams, they're already gone. Yeah. I was getting some some suggestions by people. Hey, this... The, pick. I, no, you, you didn't keep track. I can't use those teams anymore. Mm-hmm. Have you picked the Giants yet? So. I have not picked the Giants. They're 0-11 in primetime no, game. Pick the Giants. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, yes, I picked the Giants in Week 10. All actually. right. So I was, re- I was really getting slim in, uh, in my picks. Like, I was running out of teams. Like, I, li- I didn't like anybody for Week 15. Okay. So just pick a team. You know. So uh, it, it, it might be the Commanders. Okay, go with the Commanders then. Go. And we'll tell Alex to make a pick later on today. And if you win and he wins, we go to another yeah. week. Commanders would, would be my my team that's left. I don't like it. But okay. Commanders. It's so that's death. who you're locking in. Commanders. Yeah. Commanders. Commanders. Okay. Commanders. Just for bragging rights. This does not affect anybody's winnings. That's already been predetermined. Everybody who picked Alex and picked Josh is going to be in the pot. And right. Sphincter is going to draw a name. And somebody's right. going to win the money. Um, but for bragging rights around the office, we've got to keep this thing going. I mean. I mean, if you can and have for brag- direct TV as you well. can have bragging rights when you pick the commanders more power yeah. to you. I so guess. that's what we're doing. So you got commanders, the commanders, yep. the Giants. All right, so yeah. be listening later today. Alex will make his losing pick, and then we'll move on next okay. week. And Josh will All be right. declared the winner before Christmas. All right, we'll do that. So there's your there's your survivor update, brought to you by Direct TV's NFL Sunday Ticket. The uh, the newest royal was introduced yesterday, and you could say newest royal. I never didn't know there was a newest royal, and mm-hmm. I would say. I understand. No, no one, no one really did. Uh, they signed a pitcher, Ryan Yarbrough. Never heard of him. To what? a one-year deal. Is this from, in the news from Tampa? And on the surface, you go, okay, uh, 
he's about a four and a half ERA pitcher that started and relieved last year. Right. You know, yeah. okay, okay, fine, whatever. Right. But he does come from Tampa. One, where the current manager came from. Mm-hmm. Two, from a, I guess, a system that I think the Royals would like to uh, take a page from. Look, if you're a small revenue team, you want to be like Tampa. You want to do exactly what they're doing down there. You, you know, I know they didn't win a world championship and the Royals did, but you and I have had these conversations in 2014 or 15. We're like, yeah, just win a world championship. Who cares? And now that we've been seven or eight years of sub, you know, 500 baseball be relevant, around here, please. you, you yeah. want to be relevant. Yeah. And, and Tampa's done a really good job of being relevant. Had they been in a real city and a real market, Tampa would be packing the ballpark. It would be an amazing place to go, and it would be a fun team to watch. I don't think Tampa gets enough credit for how good they are because nobody goes to the games except Dick Vitale. Probably correct. So Plus, like, with that, you know, senior citizen clientele, they're too late in the day. So Ryan Yarborough is coming from Tampa. I'm like, okay, it does interest me a little bit then. Maybe he sheds a little light on what made them successful there. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so he spoke yesterday on 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 the Rays. I feel like the biggest thing that that stood out, and I'm from talking with Q, we're kind of he felt like he got those same um those same vibes, if you will, from since this little time he spent over here was, I feel like was the culture just really letting guys be, be themselves. Um, especially with the younger team with Tampa, like you just have a lot of young guys. You don't want them to, to feel nervous or anything. So letting guys be themselves do whatever they need to do. And there's not one certain set way of doing things. So as long as you're going to go out there and perform on the field, uh, whatever you do um, off the field uh, to get your body ready, uh, they're, they're cool with. And I know that was the thing with culture and, a lot of the, the guys you have in the locker room, I know talking with Q and talking with JJ that there's a lot of those great guys here. Um, the few like I said I've talked to have been great. So looking forward to meeting those guys. But I feel like that was the biggest thing was just culture coming to the ballpark, knowing that you're going to go out there and try to win every game and you're going to be competitive and that confidence you are most likely going to win that game is going to be huge. And just really trying to simplify things on the field, not trying to, to overdo things and make things too complicated because uh, there's a lot of things that go on in this game, and the more you can simplify it, the better. Sounds good. Yeah, I like what I'm hearing right there. Like, I kind of got excited yesterday on December 14th hearing from a pitcher about the future baseball season when it's, like, cold out and snowy and it's Christmas time. I'm, like, fist-pumping when I heard that yesterday because I think what Ryan Yarborough stated there was exactly what this organization is looking for as they move forward. You know when you you hire somebody – they do their job. Then you don't like them anymore. You move on. You you go out and you get the opposite. We see it all the time. Players coach versus call it the 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 circle of coaching. Yeah, you go from players, players coach to disciplinary, yes, and the yeah. players coach Hard to disciplinary, right? Players coach, right? And so it 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 seems like Q is going to be a guy that is there for the players. Where I'm not saying Mike Matheny wasn't there for the players, but the pressure that he inadvertently put on the players about having to do everything perfect to get a win every single night war on those guys and and again I know there's a lot of people go that's their job to win every night and yes it is but there's a way to approach that as opposed to being a hard ass and making the guys feel like if they make one mistake they're screwed and I think that's the way from talking to enough people over there now Josh I feel like that's the way the players felt like they could not make a mistake. They were afraid to make mistakes. And when you're afraid to make mistakes, that's ultimately when you fail, you've got to go out there 
and try different things, try new ways of doing things, try different ways of doing things. And if it doesn't work, who the hell cares? There's 162 of these. We'll get you again tomorrow. And so they, I think they have taken that culture out of the Royals organization and given the players, especially the young players, they need a coach that's going to let them breathe a little bit and find out who they are. Like Michael Massey, Vinny Pasquantino, Brady Singer, all of these young guys on this team, Bobby Witt Jr., they don't know what they are at the big league level yet. They don't know who they are or what they're going to be as big league ball players. They have to find a way to find themselves. And I don't think they were allowed to do that under the previous regime. The other thing that stood out to me that got me really, really excited is when Yarborough said, there isn't one way to do things. And I feel like with pitching in this organization, Again, my opinion, perception, from talking to enough people, but my perception, I feel like under the previous regime, there was only one way to do something. And that's not the way you can operate a big league ball club, especially from a pitching standpoint. Because, Josh, you're a certain person, I'm a certain person, B-dubs, everybody's different. We all need different things, different ways to be motivated, different information to be given to us. And I may like analytics, and you may like the old school way. And that's okay. But if you like or the you old school Or you can use the way, analytics, but just tell me what I need to know. Like, Yeah, yeah, right. Make G- it give simple me the for analytics, me. But dumb it down. Give me the three most important uh, don't, things. Don't send me the the, the, the the spreadsheet. Right. Tell me how it applies T- to tell me. Tell me how I'll, it applies to know, me, whatever. and, and, and some, I'll go out there and do that. Some right? person might need the spreadsheet. Right. You know? Somebody may, yeah. yeah. So everybody's different. And if you only have one way of doing things, well, you're not doing what's best for the organization. And I think that's another reason why we saw a major change inside the organization because nobody was developing the pitching because I think they were at times trying to fit a square peg into a round hole instead of looking at all the square pegs and saying, all right, how do you fit? How do you fit? How do you fit? And now with a new manager and new pitching coach and two other guys that are going to be pitching coaches as well added to this team with a bullpen coach and an assistant pitching coach. There's going to be enough Heck, different this guy voices. May be a... It'd be a Yarborough. <laughs> hell I'd hire him right he now. Might to be, be, right? Like this might guy, be a, I like this an guy. extra pitching coach. Get him I don't on the know. Show, right. Don't know. Like, so I, I'm listening to him and I'm like, I love the message that he sent that there isn't one way to do things because there are multiple ways to skin a duck. And when you look at the way that the Royals have been doing things, I don't think they've been looking at it like there are multiple ways to do anything. Here's the way that we do things. Follow this plan. And a certain pitcher may go, yeah, I'm not used to that. It doesn't work this way for me. It's not a coincidence that once guys left here, most of them, a lot of them went on and had pretty decent, successful pitching careers elsewhere. And Jake Junis was the latest to do that. And I think that right there is proof to this organization that they needed to make change because Jake Junis may got what he wanted in San Francisco and they were able to figure out a way to get the most out of him where they couldn't do that here in Kansas city. A uh, national reporter says Missouri wasn't scared of Kansas, but many others have. We'll get to that next. This is Fesco in the morning. Preferred two to one over other competing dentists. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We hope to see you Friday, January 13th. Get it down on your calendar now. Join us at Cinder Block Block Brewing in North Kansas City. Starting at 6, we uh, we tap the playoff Pilsner. Come on out. Fun party Friday, January 13th. As we uh, we get ready to start the uh, the postseason, the uh, people at uh, Cinder Block Brewing. 
another beer on tap for uh, for the playoffs. You know who's going to be there? Uh, Bink. That's right. <laughs> I think he's broadcasting live from there now. He's already up there, right? Yes, he's doing he's doing C dot show from inside the tank. Mm. Like if a brewery would open its tank to let Binkley swim, he would do it, right? Yes. Yeah, of course. He's our norm. Yeah, yes. he really is. Yeah. Would you think he would cannonball into a, like a big tank of Budweiser? Yes. Without question. How yes. like. I'm, I'm only saying Boulevard because they're the biggest brewer we have in town, and they've got big tanks, right? They Correct. have huge probably tanks. The, like no, nobody has a tank the size of Boulevard, I would, right? I would guess no. Most of the places are probably like the smaller. Right, smaller, smaller kettles, yeah, if you yeah, will. Yeah. It, maybe Free State has a pretty big one. When we went over there that one time, they had a decent-sized tank, right, if I'm not mistaken? I'm going to put out the APB to Tommy at Free State right now. Tommy Kelly, our friend over at Free State. Here, here's what we need to do, my man. Take the lid off one of those tanks and let's let Binkley cannonball in. Yeah, yeah. And then call that beer Eau de Binkley. Oh, geez. Right? Wouldn't you? Would you drink an Eau de Binkley? Mm. Mm. What, no. what is what is the flavoring in this one? Well, it's, no. it's, it's, it's Eau de Binkley. It smells like shoulder. It tastes like shoulder pads. No, no, it doesn't. If Binkley was a flavor, what flavor would he be? Uh, uh, winter green, yes, winter <laughs> green, pads. winter green and bang. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody wants that beer. It sounds terrible. You know, I think Free State should put out a limited run of yeah. Eau de Binclay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you get the guys over at Forehands to do that. They would do that, yeah. right? An Eau de Binclay, be a nice Pilsner Mm-mm. or an IPA. He, he's, he, he's, he, I would say he's a stout. He's a stout. I yeah, mean, it's Binkley you're right. Here. It is Binkley. You're right. Highest APV you can find, or ABV you can find, yeah, right? Yeah. He's a stout. That's what yeah, Binkley is. Yeah, he is. Uh, so the uh, Missouri Kansas thing continues to take on added layers. I don't think the story's really any different. It's just people talking more right. About it's, it, right. I said it's taking on added layers. It's just <laughs> it's just feeding upon itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is really the jelly of the month club for us. This is the gift so that keeps it, on giving it, all it year long. Great. Yeah. So they're playing in different bowl games. Brett McMurphy originally had a report that said. Missouri might have had the opportunity to play against Kansas and say the Liberty Bowl did not want to do it. Uh-huh. Since that point in time, it is it is morphed to the point of well, Missouri scared. Yeah, scared. Absolutely. Chicken. Chicken. Right? That's that's Yellow. the level. That's the level it's gotten to. They gave you a bunch of reasons why they didn't want to do it. Nobody bought it. Right. Nobody's buying it. Protecting these. the sanctity of a basketball a crowd. Right. Wanting to play before Christmas. Blah blah blah. Nobody bought it. Nobody's right? buying all the excuses, right? Well, the uh, the Liberty Bowl director, gentleman by the name of Steve Earhart. Which, by the way, if that's not like you, we talk about backup quarterbacks being a great job, being the director of like the Sun Bowl. Do you know what those guys make per year? They're, you're talking half oh, million yeah. dollar jobs. Oh yeah. oh yeah, these guys are stealing. Yes, for years, for years they're doing these jobs. thievery. So uh, this this Steve Earhart appeared on a uh, on a podcast in Arkansas. Arkansas is going to play Kansas mm-hmm. in the Liberty Bowl. Um, it's called Hold the Line, I believe, and 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 said this. We we stood tall for the Razorbacks from day one because, as you know, at the end, when Missouri happened to beat the Razorbacks in the last game, they wanted to come, no matter what all that baloney was about not wanting to play Kansas. And, and we had some choices in the Big 12 side, too. You know, we could have taken Baylor or uh, Oklahoma State, some pretty good team. Mm. He what? says Missouri wanted to go. Right. And then he called the... 
the stuff with Kansas baloney. Which is a shot at Brett McMurphy, which I don't think is the right thing to do because Brett McMurphy, to me, is one of the more established, respected, and in-the-know college sports reporters that we have in these United States today. Would you agree with that, Brett no, McMurphy? He's right? he's a, yes, so, very good source. So yes. when, when he says that, he's denigrating Brett McMurphy's report, who Brett McMurphy, I don't know Brett, but I know his reporting. He's not the type of guy to create something that isn't there if he wasn't told this because he's got a lot to lose as a reporter to make things up like that. You don't make things up as a reporter, right? You can't do that. And so Brett McMurphy basically got, you know, blindsided by this bowl director. So the the drive decided this was kind of, you know, right in right in Carrington's wheelhouse. Oh, you know, he's been yeah, defending yeah. Missouri's honor. Mm-hmm. Has he? Not really. Yeah. Um, he's tried, but he he came on with us initially and told us what the party line was going to be. And then like I don't like it, but here's right, what, here's the party line. Here's yes. the party line. So they dialed up Brett McMurphy yesterday uh-huh. and said, hey, we're gonna play this for you. We want your reaction to it. Well, by that point in time, Brett McMurphy had already called this bowl director <laughs> and basically got him to to admit, though, no, the report was right and he shouldn't have said baloney. Right. The, 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 the guy totally just, just the ripped report, Brett McMurphy. The report was, was, was correct. He also told me multiple bowl officials told him Missouri did not want to play Kansas. What I reported originally was that Missouri did not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. I did not say they did not want to play in the Liberty Bowl. I said they I said a Liberty Bowl was an opportunity for the schools to play because of the bowl tie-ins. They could have also played in the Texas Bowl. They could have also played in the Sugar Bowl. What I reported was Missouri officials were telling bowl officials and people within the SEC who then relays that information to the bowl officials, we do not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. And so that's what I reported. Again, all I can tell you is I just talked to him. He said what you reported was accurate. I shouldn't have said baloney. I should have said brouhaha. What others have reported after I reported it that said Missouri is scared to play Kansas and all these different things, I never reported that. I said, and I think when I told you guys, I actually understand why Missouri would not want to play Kansas. In their viewpoint, they have nothing to gain. That doesn't mean you're scared. And the example I used was A&M in Texas. And Steve Earhart told me an example of they had A&M one year. And they were told by the league office, A&M in Texas will not play in a bowl game, so don't try to pair them up. He said this was the same situation. Okay. So Bradley Murray saying, hey, don't put the word scared on me. I didn't say it. All I'm saying is Missouri didn't want to play Kansas. And then we formed an opinion based on the fact and then that Missouri's chicken. A lot of people probably on the, the, the Kansas side came to the conclusion they were scared. But even the Missouri side, people are like, don't tell anybody I'm a Missouri fan, but this sucks. I'd rather play Kansas than go to the Sarsaparilla Bowl. I think there's a lot of that. You know? But also, it's a matter of semantics. Right. Because I wouldn't call it scared, but I, I'll call it factual. They don't want to lose to Kansas because it looks bad. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for them to gain. Right. Missouri wins that game. Well, they're supposed to win that game. If they lose to Kansas, though, oh my oh goodness, my. they'll never hear the end of it. That's right. Well, that's the reason they're not doing it. It's exactly the reason. <laughs> and 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 the the counteraction could be, well, is this what you're saying about Kansas basketball not playing? 
Missouri and not playing Wichita State at the time and all right. those. And yeah, it's exactly the same thing. There's nothing for them to gain, only for something for them to lose. Correct. As now we you saw could... by playing Missouri this year, there was literally nothing for <laughs> Kansas to gain. They fell two spots in the rankings, beating them by 30. <laughs> they actually lost by they, winning. They, they no. lost by um, winning. But no, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same reasoning. I understand the reasoning. I still think it stinks, but yeah. I understand the reasoning. It's Missouri goes and loses to Wake Forest. Nobody cares. Big deal. They Nobody lost to Wake really Forest knows. in the Gasparilla Bowl. Who cares? You lose to Kansas. Oh my gosh. You're going to hear about it till the end of time. You really are. Yeah. So you, yeah, you that's are. a, that's a lot to lose. That's the, all you have is something to lose. Now, could you make it fun and beneficial for your fans? Absolutely. But your fallout is you lose, boy, you lose that game. I'll give Missouri actually credit. Cause I've said this a lot in sports. Um, a lot of times teams, coaches, whatever, don't think the, the negative enough. Like, what if I don't get this two-point conversion? What happens? Yeah, then you're chasing they two points. They always think that they're going to get the two-point conversion. There's always a lot of, like, well, we're going to get this done, and nobody thinks about the fallout from things. Hey, Missouri, at least to their credit, thought about the fallout, man. We don't want to lose these guys. Right. We don't want to lose these guys embarrassing. at all, right? We can go lose to Wake, and no one will give two rips about that. So we'll go play Gasparilla. All right, cool. Yeah, but but I think there there is a little bit of a difference though between Bill Self not wanting to play Missouri for all these years and this one. This well, I mean, the, the, aside it, from the extra zing of it all, what do you mean? There is that too. I just don't wanna. Well, I there was a, there was a lot of time I just don't wanna. There was no there was no uh, that was a big part of it. The the bitterness and the spite was a big part of it. Of course, that's that's factored yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's fact. Bill Self wasn't afraid to lose to Missouri. Nobody's afraid to lose to the Missouri Tigers, right? But what it was is when it happened. I think you're afraid to lose to Wichita State. Maybe Wichita State. Yeah, a little bit. But At the oh, time you're you're because you don't want to give them cred. But well, let let, 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 let me say this. What, what if Jank or Dooley was coaching at Wichita State? That game would have been better chance schedule. happening. That Way game better yeah, chance. That happening. game. Pro- no, no. Again, that guy was a unique bird who not a lot of people in the coaching field really liked. Right. That guy was a jerk and they didn't want to hear him squawk about it. If right. Want. Exactly. They, they didn't want to deal with that guy. Yeah. Basically yeah. is what it was. Right. They just you, you and I had to try to deal with him one time and he was not nice to us. We're like, well, screw you. You're at Wichita State. If you're not going to be nice to us, we're not even bother with this. Right. So it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Remember that. Um, and, and I think what we're looking at, though, is like what Missouri left the league, right? They they cheated on everybody in this league and everybody was pissed. Right. And rightfully so. And those those wounds take time to heal. And they finally did with Kansas and Bill Self realized, look, I, I understand fans want this. It's time. It's been a decade. All right. Let's get back to playing. All right, we played Missouri one by 30, dropped two spots in the rankings. Was it beneficial to us? No, it really wasn't but it was beneficial to the fans and everybody loved that game. People were excited. Fans were excited. The page center sold out for the first time in a while. So they, they got the opportunity to have that drink. Wits had a sign like the whole thing, right? It was great. Fantastic. And it was, it was good to get back to that. And I think we're at a, at a point now where Kansas football has gotten to six and six, right at the same level as Mizzou. You're at the same level. You may not be at the same level going forward. Mizzou may take off. Kansas may fall. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But you had the opportunity to play this game, not for you, but for the fans. And I would imagine the majority of Missouri fans you talk to feel the same way. And they're like, damn, I wish we were playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. And if you lose, so what? You lose. And it stinks, and you don't want to hear about it. But at the end of the day. Don't go lose. Don't, don't <laughs> lose, first of all. But at the end of the day, what's best for your fans? And I think that 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 got lost by Bill Self for a while, even though I was 100% in favor of, of him not wanting to play Missouri. But that got lost on him. 
And I think playing Kansas in a bowl game and what it could mean for the fans got lost on drink schlitz. And, and that's why we are sitting here right now. Everybody has forgotten at the end of the day, sports is about the fans, right? And especially college sports. It's about the rivalry, the pageantry, all of that kind of Wait, stuff. Since when? Well, I'd like to it's think. About the money. It's about the money. Yeah, but. <laughs> They've shown us that time and time again. It's not you, about the where, rivalries where of the gonna, fans anymore. But where are you going to sell more tickets? To the to the Sarsaparilla Bowl against team to be named or against Kansas at the Liberty Bowl? That's driving distance for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After the holiday when everybody's got the week off. Yeah. Although the Liberty Bowl says they wanted Arkansas along. So I'm yeah. Not, yeah. are you buying that? That guy tried to make Brett McMurphy act like he was reporting a false story. Yeah. So I don't know what I can believe from a, from, a, from the Liberty Bowl director. And what does that guy do the rest of the year? Andy Reid says Juju is giving them exactly what they were looking for. Tell you what next. The home for legend Bob. Legend Bob. He's an expert on rubbing balls. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. If I just want to say one more thing about this Missouri-Kansas deal. If Kansas had chickened out and not played Missouri, I'd be on them saying, you guys got to just don't be a chicken. Play Missouri. So even if the, even if it was flip-flop, that people could say, oh, you're Kansas. No, I don't really care. If you don't want to play Missouri in a bowl game now and you admitted you, you don't want to play them, that's a chicken move. So if the foot was on the other shoe, yeah. You'd probably dig at Missouri, though, a little bit, too, along the way. <laughs> no, I don't think I would. No, I, I think this is clear cut. I don't believe that for a second. I think this is Not clear cut. I don't believe you wouldn't second. take a shot for a second. <laughs> I mean, the but yes, shots. You, would be, you might be critical of them not playing, but I right. think there'd still be some shots. But there. there'd be some stray bullets going. <laughs> there'd be some. There'd be some. Oh, uh, like, you mean the one Kansas that the... doesn't need to play them in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're better off playing Arkansas. <laughs> well, Arkansas is a better SEC now. Uh, but, the but, Battle of Arkansas. You, you know, yeah, it's a battle of. You, you say some strays, right? Like the, that bowl director fri- fired at McMurphy. Like I heard the bowl director yesterday. I'm like, boy, he's really like calling out Brett McMurphy. The, he, he he's saying Brett McMurphy's not telling I, the truth on this. See, one. I, I thought he was just saying that that, that it took on a life of its own. And he's what had did you think was going to happen? Had, and and the bowl director probably among those had to answer. Well, why didn't you have Missouri here? You know. So I think he was calling it. I don't think he's calling the report baloney. He was calling the fallout baloney. What did you think was going to happen, well, sir? Of course, you know? but I mean, <laughs> of course. Well, no. What he thought was going to happen was they were going to be very excited to have Kansas and Arkansas, and he was going to go on with whoever chose to to call him up and and talk about how happy they were to have Kansas and Arkansas. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the story. This is this. this is this is that we we are a, a long-standing traditional bowl game that is so happy to be hosting these two proud teams right, to come down right, here and blah, yeah. blah blah in front of ten thousand yeah, people in the yeah, rain. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, that's where, that's where he thought it was going to go. Yeah. I, does his, does he know that the weed eater bowl isn't that big a deal anymore? Like, I hate to break it to you, but the, uh, the bowl in Memphis well, is his, not that big his, a deal, that's right? It's his livelihood. So I, no, I, I think it's a big deal. Oh, it's like a, a decade. Yeah. How do we get more people here? Kansas versus Missouri would have been a great way yeah, to fill that stadium. Maybe. maybe. Arkansas is not we, that far away. How do we sell more tickets? But, but it's not the same. It's not the rivalry. I know. I know. Like you said Arkansas and Kansas. Like, nah. Missouri, Kansas, let's go. Yeah. Arkansas and Kansas. Nice game. Yeah. It's a nice Fine. game. Yeah. Missouri, Kansas. If I walk by a TV, it's on. Get up. Yeah. Missouri, Kansas, let it go. Get eat up. We uh, discussed 
uh, Juju Smith-Schuster a bit yesterday and and kind of where he has fallen in the in the pecking order. I think he's very high in the trust scale of, of Patrick Mahomes. Sure he is, yeah. I've been in the camp of I want him to be a guy that they can resign. I think he fits this offense perfectly. Boy, he's been so nice. I think he gives them exactly what they're looking for in this offense. I don't know that the finances are going to work out. We know where the wide receiver market has gone. Maybe he plays himself into a big deal somewhere else. I don't know. Or maybe he just decides he's been a loyal guy. I know. I do like that part. And I'm leaning on that part where he just says, yeah, I want to be here. I want to be here. Let's make it. Let's make it fair. You want to be be a chief or not? Yeah. You want to be a chief or not? And then add 40 million. No, I don't think it's going to be quite the Yankee, the Yankee way. If you caught that story, you need to check it out on ESPN. Uh, Just to surmise, Aaron, Aaron judge made one more phone call back to the Yankees while he's weighing all these offers. And they asked him, do you want to be a Yankee? Hal Steinbrenner asked, do you want to be a Yankee? And he said, he said, yes, I do. And then, so they tagged on 40 more million and made it, made, made it him work. a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's quite going to be the case for Juju Smith Schuster, but um, I think he fits in great. Uh, Andy Reid on Juju in this offense. We were hoping that he could kind of counter Kels. And um, this offense is best when you can kind of do that. Uh, we had Sammy and then uh, Pringle developed into that as, as we went. Um, and that's that's when it rolls the best, and so he's come in and, and done that, and does a nice job with it. So um, he's got a great feel for the game. He's got great feel in space, and then he's he's really tough to bring down. I, you know, I kind of forgot about that part. So much <laughs> After typing. He gets that ball in his hands, man. You try to hit him in his lower body. He, it's the court reporter. He can shuck it off like a running back, you know, and that's special to have that. So they were looking for a counter Kels. And I think they found it. They did. He's been a nice find. It it's nice when a plan comes together, isn't it? I mean, like how often do the best laid plans actually happen? Not often, right? Especially in sports. You got injury, you got ego, you got just humans you're dealing with at times. So like when you look at sports, so often the best laid plans that you draw up in June and July never work out. You're like, yeah, we tried this back in June on the whiteboard in the office and it looked great. Then we get on the field, we deal with people, we deal with injury. It doesn't work out. This is working out so nice right now. And not just Juju, but the entire offense has taken it to a new level since he left. And the, you know, the talk was they weren't going to be any good without Tyreek Hill, right? Well, it tells you just what kind of quarterback Patrick Mahomes really is and what kind of head coach Andy Reid is. Few quarterbacks make people around them better. Tom Brady is the best in the history of the NFL at making guys better around him, right? He has. I mean, he, other than Randy Moss and Gronk, Tom Brady basically created everybody on that field. And there were a couple of guys that played different sports that just came in and played wide receiver right, and were good. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, like, like, lacrosse, like lacrosse, dude. Yeah. No, lacrosse dude or whatever. Right. <laughs> was that Amendola or was that? No, no, Amendola played. I don't know. Who, who was the lacrosse? Was it Wes Welker, was it? No, no, I'm, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah, but, but you, I, like, for instance. Right, yeah, but, yeah. but most of those guys, they're not household names. They became household names because Tom Brady is so good. That's how it's supposed to work when you have a superstar quarterback in the NFL. You're paying $50 million to him. So the money is limited on what you can pay everybody else. But if you're going to invest that money in your quarterback, he needs to make those guys around him better. And Patrick Mahomes does just that. The converse is Tua. Tua was no good. Give him Tyreek Hill. All of a sudden, Tua is a good quarterback. People say, oh, he could be the MVP. 
Look at you know Jalen Hurts and, and, and the way that he's performing. He's got a great supporting cast around him. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, probably Peyton Manning I would put in that category. And I would even put Aaron Rodgers into this category as well. Making the people around him better and elevating their games. And that's what you're going to do going forward with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. This was the big year. Can Patrick Mahomes make guys around him better? I think he has proven to everybody that if you play with Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be a good wide receiver. And as if there was any doubt, uh, Andy Reid just going to make stuff work. Uh-huh. Well, it's the perfect example. They haven't had the, they haven't had the full complement of offense all year. Yeah. Right. I mean, this and year just, tells you how good Andy Reid is as a coach. My God. I just think there's it, literally it's just like who's who's going to be available this week. All right, we'll pull out plays that accentuate them, and we'll we'll go. They've mm-hmm. run a lot of three tight end stuff this year, right? They run a lot of formations with three tight ends and Justin Watson for a while here in the second half of the season. You're going, I'm sure that wasn't like a one on the priority list. Correct. Just, Oh, something we've kind of had to do. You've had yeah Juju out for a little bit. You haven't had CEH in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're bringing in a, a rookie running back and acclimating him to the offense. They've been fantastic this year. I think it, at just like accommodating things. And I think that's why I'm encouraged heading towards the, the tail end of the season, they have a chance to get healthier and bring some guys back and open up a few more things offensively that we haven't even seen their best offense because they haven't had the full complement of bodies. And yet they've just, nah, whatever, just give me the guys and I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. And that shows you really how good Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes has always been a great quarterback watching him this year, at least for me again, opinion, I feel like he became a much better quarterback than he's ever been because he didn't have the superstars around him other than Kelsey. He's literally made dudes better. He's made Jarek McKinnon so much better. He's made Juju Smith-Schuster so much better. He's made Noah Gray better. He's made Justin Watson better. He has elevated the game around him. And as a Chiefs fan, you sit back and you take a deep breath and you go, that's exactly what we need him to do because as long as we're paying him that money, you're not going to be able to go out there and spend $30 million a year on a wide receiver. You're going to have to rely on your quarterback. And Patrick Mahomes has proven to everybody, just give me guys, I'll make them better. Chris Hogan, thank you. Text line. That's it, Chris Hogan. Who was the lacrosse the lacrosse player I was thinking of. Um, you might give, and I, I don't want to get into Brady Belichick here, but almost, like you're going to give Mahomes a ton of the credit. I'm going to give Andy Reid a no, ton I of the credit both of them for together, continuing yeah. to like scheme up stuff and, and do whatever. And um, very, very valid for a, for a, for coach of the year. Yeah. And never gets in that conversation. We discussed that a little bit with Trey Wingo earlier today. Because he could win it every year. Why didn't Michael Jordan win the NBA MVP every year? Why isn't Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP every year? It, for those for those reasons, because <laughs> he just could give it to him every year. And, and you I think he's done a really good job offensively this year. M- mix it well. One the off season, right? Yeah, we know the off season uh, reboot, and then everything they've done since. You could have had a reboot and said, "We need this, 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 and this to happen." Well, they haven't been able to, to have all those parts and do whatever. And I think that they're just masterful at putting together stuff that that accentuates the skill set. Like, I, I think like th- if, if this year, like you still needed proof that Andy Reid was a great head coach and Patrick Mahomes was a great quarterback. This was the year you just look at it and you go, okay, as long as these two guys are together, I'm not picking anybody They'll else. I'm not taking the chargers or the Raiders or the Broncos. Like we, everybody wanted to crown somebody new in the West and whatnot. And meanwhile, 
Here's Andy and Patrick just going, read between the lines as they hold up three fingers. I mean, that's just what they do. They're so good at their jobs. They're like you and I, Josh. I <laughs> uh, didn't see that one coming. Uh, we also chatted with Trey about uh, other games this weekend. I'm fascinated by Buffalo, Miami. I want to see that thing snow. If it was being played in Miami, would you be as fascinated with it? Because I wouldn't. <laughs> Not fascinated with it, but I'd be more along the lines of go Miami, go. Yeah. Knock off the Bills. But do we want Miami to knock beat off the, the Bills? Beat the Bills, right? Because I don't want Miami in the playoffs. Like, this is one of those where you're rooting for a tie. This has a chance to be a 0-0 game. Oh, like that that New England game that Buffalo and New England played that one time? Back where, in the 80s where the guy that no, was no, in jail just, came out and played no, the just, field? Just a couple. Just couple, last year? Yeah, last, oh, last year, where, year they, yeah. where they had that, you know, nobody, they didn't let Matt Jones throw the ball. Yeah. Game. No forward right. pass. Yeah. One of those. Um, Trey Wingo doesn't think uh, this is going to be much of a game. Miami doesn't travel well in, in on the road. Regardless of condition, they also don't, their defense doesn't travel, no. period, this year away from home. They've not been very, very good. Um, so I did ask him if they make the playoffs because they would drop playoffs. to eight and six with Packers, Patriots, uh, Jets remaining on their schedule. I think they limp in because seven teams get in, right? Unless they lose out, I think they, I think they limp in. Hmm. So they could still be, I mean, they could be a seven. Yeah. They could drop to a seven. And that would be where we got to play them in the first round At of this the moment in time. Yeah. So this moment in time. So what, what, I guess, what am I rooting for? Ultimately you're rooting for Buffalo to get a loss. So we get the ones. Correct. That's I, ultimately and, what and, you're rooting for. And I just don't think the dolphins are going there in those conditions and winning. And then you look at the possibility of having the first round by Buffalo being the two seed dolphins being the seven seed bills, dolphins in the playoffs in Buffalo. I like that. Although I don't expect them to give me, I don't think I, I'm less concerned about Miami now. Cause I just don't think they travel. Like as long as they're coming here, so be it. Yeah, but coming here with heel, I mean, it's going to be I a mean, different deal, man. Again, you I don't want the fallout of it, right? I, I I don't say I'm scared, Bob. You're not you're not pulling <laughs> a, you're not pulling a Mizzou. I'm here. not scared of it, but I do realize there could be uh, bad ramifications to uh, to a uh, to a loss in yeah, that game. You're, you're huge ramifications. I mean, like I didn't mean to say too to, uh, to the point but, of you know, where I would works. like to go into hibernation if they would have lost a game. Oh like yeah, that, I don't right. Yeah, I would be putting. Fingers and ears if they they do that as well. Like if they if they were to lose to the Dolphins in the playoffs, we're talking Royals on Monday. And then he didn't rule out the Chargers, you know, sneaking back in either. I don't. I really don't want a Chargers three. Right. It's gonna be fun. I've had man. enough. They're in the rearview mirror. I don't want to see them again. It's gonna be fun. These last couple of weeks are just gonna. This is why we love this league so much, man. We're going down the wire, and there's so many different scenarios and things to talk about. And I think every team but two is still alive for the postseason. It's going to be great. Have a good weekend, my friend. We're only on Thursday. Oh. We got another day tomorrow. Uh, if you missed any of the show today, Ben Maller, Fox Sports Radio, drop by. Trey Wingo also talking plenty of NFL with us. You can check it out, as always, at 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it for free. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, will join us tomorrow at 730. We'll do a little roundtable in the, uh, the 9 o'clock hour as well. So drop on by once again tomorrow. That'll do it for us. Cody and Gold are next here on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later.